This is the Commit Podcast with Ireland's leading performance coach, Enda McNulty. Accompanying the book of the same name, the Commit Podcast is a series of six episodes about powerful truths, inspirational advice, and surefire techniques to become a top performer. And it's our sixth and final episode of the Commit Podcast. And the final topic of discussion this week is the importance of flow and just going with it. It's funny that even when we start to talk about flow, even when I hear the word flow, I get a sense of being centered. I get a sense of being in the now. It's almost like a little reminder to slow down. It's a reminder to get fully engaged in what's happening here, what's happening now. It's almost somebody grabbing you and tying you uh, with a big rope into the middle of the now. And for me, when I think about flow, I think about an old stonemason that I used to watch as a child with a hammer and chisel cutting stone and making it look like an art form and not thinking or being weary of anything else going on around him. His entire focus and energy and engagement was in on the hammer and the chisel. And then, of course, to see the outcome, he would literally have created and crafted a masterpiece in terms of that granite block that he was chiseling. Of course, there's a huge amount of research from the last 40 or 50 years about flow from an amazing psychologist, Michal Sentmihai. And he came across that idea of flow and, of course, then was able to put a model around it and, of course, then able to try and educate and inspire people about flow applying in all areas of our life, not just in sports performance, not just an actor, not just a heart surgeon performing a really critical surgery in somebody's aorta, not just somebody trying to relax in their first ever really important presentation. That flow we can apply in all areas of our life. And the aforementioned psychologists would actually talk about flow in everyday activities. It sounds ridiculous to talk about flow in the context of washing the dishes. So when you're washing the dishes to slow down, to actually notice what what does it smell like, the the, uh, detergent that you're using, what does the water feel like in your hands, Uh, to be fully intensely focused in on what are you actually doing. So it's amazing how much of our life we spend with our mind toggled into the future or into the past or toggled onto something else that's going on, but not fully immersed in what's happening now with great engagement. So flow is that concept of you're so engaged in the task at hand. You're so familiar with the task at hand. Flow is that state whereby in Gaelic Games in Crow Park, even though there's 85,000 people there, you're so engaged in getting the ball and passing the ball and kicking the ball and let's say catching the ball that you're not thinking of any other irrelevant distraction. You're absolutely in the middle of the moment. You're performing the skill almost with ease. It's like somebody presses stop on the clock. So flow is a very special place in all performances. How do we get that? First of all, relax. We're not going to get into flow if we're tense. So again, meditation is a critical pre-flow ritual. So calm the mind. To a large extent, 
the vast majority of people are getting in their own way using the golf phraseology. And they're getting in their own way because their minds are so intense. Their minds are so cluttered with far too many priorities, so many priorities that they actually sabotage the performance. Breathing exercises then are key to that, isn't it? Yeah, so flow, I'd say if I was to give simple steps towards flow, it would be rather than trying too hard, try soft. So not trying to force it, trying to relax through it. My steps to flow would be very much make sure you've prepared and rehearsed and practiced so well that you can almost throw the shackles off and go and perform. Rather than doing the rehearsal and the preparation and the mental preparation an hour before you go on stage or an hour before you go on air or a half an hour before that big pitch. So it's do your preparation and your rehearsal that you're able to relax as you walk in the door because you know you can perform to your ability and you're able to be in that flow state. The good news with flow is we only really need to get into flow when the performance starts. We don't need to be in it a day before or two days before. So a day before we should be resting. Two days before any performance we should be absolutely resting, rejuvenating, relaxing. We try to identify for all of our performance clients, whatever the performance domain that they're performing is, whether it's business, sport, performance arts, adventure, or whatever, we recommend three or four days before the big performance that everything should be programmed. The computer is programmed at that stage. There's always a fine line between having enough energy and enough, you know, the nerves are good in that sense that it can get you motivated and get you going but you don't want to be too flat if you're too is there always a danger trying to get that balance right it's like an inverted u so if we're too relaxed and too chilled on the left hand side of the inverted u obviously we can't perform our potential if we're too aroused or too hyped up on the other side of the inverted U, the upside down U, well then of course we're going to be far too tense to perform. We're not going to get to that ball. We're not going to be able to play that piano with that flow intensity. The key is to get in the middle of the U, at the top of the U, where we're just in the right mental and emotional state. Not overly intense, not underly intense. Not too concentrated, not too little concentrated. Not far too much energy, not too little energy. Not too much aggression, not too little aggression. So the elite performers in all walks of life are able to get into that unique state. Sometimes our third referred to as flow other times referred to as the zone of optimal functioning i suppose just finally for this and is you know you finish your book and you talk about dreams do come true and the importance of dreaming but at the same time the importance of the journey towards that as well so i believe that thankfully in life every single person either achieves some of their dreams or have somebody in their family or their community or their company or their team or their country that inspire us by achieving their dreams. In Ireland, I guess a brilliant example of that would be Katie Taylor achieving gold in the London Olympics and how she inspired a generation of women, not only in sport, but in all walks of life. Another brilliant example would be, let's say, a young entrepreneur from a local area uh, achieving their dream of becoming Entrepreneur of the Year in Ireland. 
if we look further afield, the dream of a black man becoming president of the United States, what a dream. If we look at even, you know, 40 years previously, Martin Luther King, with that amazing speech, I have a dream. So I think people achieving dreams is a brilliant inspiration to other people, if we've got the right mindset. Now, how we achieve the dream, I guess we try to talk about and commit. You need to make sure you've got the right mindset if you're going to achieve the dream. You need to make sure that you absolutely have the right energy. You need to make sure you've got the right mental strength, the right resilience. You need to make sure you know what the hell your goals are that sit underneath your dreams. So it's putting a little bit more clarity on what the dream looks like. You need to make sure you've got a very strong support team. So whether that's your family team or your business team or your sports team, your mentors, your coaches... Otherwise, the dream is much less likely to happen. You need to understand that on the way to achieving your dream, you're probably going to have three times more setbacks than you expect. So when you think about that, if, if anybody listening reflects on the things they've achieved in their life, it probably took three times more time. It probably took three times the effort. And it probably meant encountering three times the setbacks, whether it's building a house, whether it's getting a mortgage, whether it's getting that first job, whether it's building a business, whether it's winning that first All-Ireland Championship, whether it's that first relationship, whatever. The guarantee is on the way to achieving that dream, we are going to encounter multiple mega challenges, micro challenges and incredible difficulties. If the dream means enough to us, if it's so important to us, we're going to find a way. We're going to climb over the top of the Alps. We're going to find a way through the difficulties in pursuit of that big dream. And that's why it is important to reflect on the dream and reflect on why. Why do we want to achieve that big accomplishment in life? Commit the Book by Enda McNulty is available on Amazon and in all good bookshops.